is Actually You Are a Real Runner with Jacqueline Riccio. Hey, it's Jacqueline with SystemsForSelfCare.com, where I teach you to consistently take daily actions so you can feel happier, healthier, and more confident. Today's episode, it's actually an interview that I did with one of my clients, Bonnie. Um, I think I've played clips from this interview before, but I've never played the full thing for you. So you're going to get to hear, you know, Bonnie's experience in doing Imperfect Aging Mastery, working with me, the results that she got. We're going to talk about the life that she created. Um, and you're you're going to get to hear about like the the mental energy, the stress that she had around food, um, how that's not there anymore. And one of the things I love she said in the interview was, being able to have um, edamame and Sour Patch Kids, <laughs> like both of them in her house at the same time, not one or the other. And just, you know, letting go of this, like this prison that she was in with food, um, letting go of that fight. And actually, I mean, one of the really great things that I thought in the time that we spent working together was like, she got more active with um, art, like painting, like doing fun things. um, And that, that wasn't in her life before all of that time and energy that was spent on tracking or what picking out which diet she was going to do next. She got to take that energy and that time and put it to good use. So I think that that's one of the cool things that um, that comes out of coaching with me is we're not going to just talk about food and body and exercise. Um, we actually talk about like you creating the life that you want. So let's get started with today's episode with Bonnie. All right. I'm so excited. I have Bonnie here today. Bonnie, how are you doing? I'm well. I'm well. Thank you for having me. Yes. So I want to hear a little bit more about your story. So let's start with what was the problem you were having uh, before you found me? Like many people, um, I was a cereal dieter. I've been on a diet since I was probably like 12 or 13 years old, uh, maybe even earlier. Um, and it's, it's, it was a history of restriction and then binging and just always feeling like if I could just be better at this and if I could just find a way how to deal with how hungry I was, I would be able to do it all right. You know, I thought it was like an external problem. Like it's just, or it's, it's, it's just hunger. Like hunger is the problem. You know what I mean? Which I guess existentially hunger is the problem. You know what I mean? But it's not, it's not what I thought it was. Um, Just denying myself of pleasure my whole life and constantly having thoughts revolving around food and macros and just the next diet over and over again to the point where. I was starting and stopping like three or four diets in a week. Like that's how I wound up, you know, and I wound up with keto and even entertaining carnivore. And like now when I look back at that, I'm like, (laughs) that's so insane. You know what I mean? Just even thinking that that would work is just, yeah. Yeah. So go ahead. So with that, like with keto, what brought you to keto and even thinking about doing carnivore? Um, I think it was just a series of things that just weren't working like paleo, um, counting macros. Like I just had to find, I was thinking that if I could find something a little bit more strict with more rules, I'd be able to, I'd be able to follow the rules and I would get the results, you know? Um, and it wasn't the, the program. It was me not being able to do it right. Oh, it. Yeah. Yeah. So like paleo didn't work. Let me do something stricter. That's keto. Let me do something stricter. That would be carnivore. Right. 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 And and I I was still thinking like, well, 
I, I guess I'm just not good at this. Like I'm, I'm a failure in some kind of way, or, you know, I'm just not, uh, I can't do it right. You know? Yeah. So there was a lot of that feeling like you were a failure, feeling like you couldn't do things right. Any other things that struggling with this made you feel? Um, I, I just was constantly frustrated. I felt like, you know, I have success in every other area in my life. Like, why can't I do it here? Um, just waiting for my life to start and, and hating my body, things always thinking about how I didn't look good and not having self-confidence and just always feeling like I was in a prison and didn't really know how to get out. Like it, it was full of guilt and shame and yeah, just a really low vibe way of living. <laughs> mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Since you were 12. Yeah. 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 And it was so second nature. It just was who I, part of who I was and part of almost everybody I knew was, that's just what you did. You always tried to be smaller, mm-hmm. you know? Yeah. So sad. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's hard to think about that. Take me to a key moment when you realized that this problem was starting to be solved. Um, the first one, I have a couple actually that would fall into that. Um, I went to go get a coffee at a cafe once. And one thing I would never do is I was, first of all, never put anything in my coffee. That was just like, no way. I'm not going to waste calories on that. When I really like to put stuff in my coffee, I don't like black coffee. Um, And so I got a coconut bar, which is another thing I would never do is buy like a little snack or something in a cafe. So I decided to get it and I took a bite of it, but that was getting in the car. So um, I went home, put it in the fridge and completely forgot about it for two whole days until I looked at my fridge and I was like, hmm, that's the first time that I've ever forgotten about food. I've never, like, I was never that type of person. I would always have it in my head, like, you know, go in and get the cake and edge it off because, so you don't have to take responsibility for eating the slice because you don't feel like you deserve it, you know? Um, so there was a lot of little moments like that, um, being able to make brownies and not have that turn into like an all out binge, you know, like allowing myself, yes, you can lick the spoon. You can have one or two brownies and it's, it's okay. And having them in the house and not feeling like, you know, I have to eat them morning, noon and night, you know? Yeah. It's starting craving healthy foods. I think that was another thing instead of feeling like the mindset where I should do this because this is what somebody who wants to lose weight eats. Like I should eat healthy so that I can lose weight. Not I should eat healthy because I want to feel good and I want my body to be healthy, you know, like it. And for that alone, like it, that was a huge shift too, for sure. Mm -hmm. That's how you think now about eating healthy. Is it it feels good, not the I should. Yeah, yeah. And wanting healthy foods. Like I, that was another thing though. So the whole dessert thing was a big problem for me. I, it would trigger binges because I would never let myself have one. Um, and now just being able to have like a Snickers bar for dessert, which back then I never would consider buying one of those, you know, like no way I can't have that, you know. Um, and being able to have that, not have anything happen afterwards just eat it move on um and sometimes a key moment also was having the snickers bar in the in the freezer and actually choosing fruit because that's what i felt like (laughs) you know i didn't feel like the snickers bar i didn't really want it Mm -hmm. um so that's another thing like 
just not wanting things. I felt like I, uh, you know, a while ago, I just wanted everything. I always wanted, it was always like more and more and more because I was in such denial, you know, and depriving myself of so many things. You weren't allowed to have it then, or there was shame and guilt around having it. So it just kind of like ramped up how much you wanted it. And now you're allowed to have it. Right. And then that turned into just kind of eating all day long, but not like eating, standing up or just taking a bite of something almost like, I think it was, I was trying not to acknowledge it. I just, you know, I wanted it, but I didn't want to want it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. What, um, so you said about the Snickers. So in the past, if you had had a Snickers, what, yeah, like what would happen if you did decide to get something off the, at the coffee shop or have a Snickers in the past, what would happen after that Snickers bar? And like, what I would, now? I would probably go to the grocery store and buy everything that I was craving, like from soup to nuts, you know, it would be something salty and chips and ice cream and then ordering out. Like it, it just never stopped there. It was always the opening up the floodgates because for a second, I actually felt like I was giving myself what I wanted, you know, and I didn't want that to go away. Um, And I knew that I was going to have, you know, I knew this was going to be a last supper. So I might as well take advantage of it. And I might as well eat everything that I possibly would want within, in the next month, you know, of dieting. Yeah. So it was that like being super strict, strict, giving yourself permission. Now it's turning to neglect and you know that the only way to get out of this neglect is to go back and be strict again so might as well live it up right right and over and over (laughs) what does life look like now what are you able to do now that you weren't able to do before um aside from like big picture more sort of metaphysical stuff which I'll, I'll mention too um just being able to have things in the house like my pantry has so many things from healthy to, uh, to Sour Patch Kids, you know, it's like edamame, Sour Patch Kids, everything in between, and it stays there until I eat it, you know, it, it doesn't have to be consumed, it's there, um, not think, having to think about, like, in the past, I think whenever, you know, any of my friends would invite me to dinner or anything, like the first thing in my head would be like, oh my gosh, what am I going to eat? What, you know, or let's go to a restaurant that I know they have salad or, you know, paying $20 for salad, you know, just always being so hyper-focused on what's the food situation going to be like, instead of being like, oh my God, you know, I really want to see that person. I haven't seen them in so long, you know, and, and having it just be about that. Um, I, I think there's, there's a lot of, um, peace and relief in being able to trust myself with food. Um, I really enjoy the extra mental space I have now. Um, it's really (laughs) relaxing and peaceful and rewarding to make my life more about, um, anything but food, you know, enjoying things I like to enjoy being, uh, being happy, just generally happy, you know, um, it's changed in so many ways. It's on a bigger, uh, level. It's a lot of, a lot more self-confidence. I feel myself being able to speak up to, um, enforce boundaries. You know, it's, it's a lot that comes along with food. You know, you don't, at first you don't realize the tie, but 
um, it's really reflective of how you're living your life in many ways, the way that you handle food, you know? Mm -hmm. Yeah. And that's, yeah, we think it's that surface level thing that calories or macros or the food plan, or even like the five P's that that's going to solve it. But it's like, what's going underneath what's below. Right. Right. And I, I never realized, uh, the tie, you know, how, how you do one thing is how you do everything. I guess I've, I've heard it said like that. And I, I think that's a great way to capture it. Um, it's certainly true with food, I think maybe more than anything else. Mm-hmm. Um, can you share a little bit more, uh, about the art that you've taken up? Uh, that was something that we talked about. So like you said, food used to be this thing that constantly running in the background and now that that's free, like, what are you able to do now? I draw or paint every single day now. And I haven't done that, um, for so many years. It, it's, it's almost like I'm, I'm a child again, because it's been so long since I've been able to, to do something like that, that I love. It, it's, it's so rewarding. And, and I think even my mom sees it. She said to me the other day, I'm so happy that you're making art again. It, it, you know, <laughs> that's joy. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's great. It's, it's, it's like reviving my spirit, I think. And, you know, I, I've told you before, I'm injured now. Um, I can't walk for a while. So having hobbies like that um, is really making it easier to move through this period. Um, so yeah, I'm grateful for that for sure. Yeah. Any other specific results that you can share? Um, well, I've lost weight. <laughs> not walking right now. <laughs> and I'm not even walking. Can you imagine like that? That is something I never thought. And, and that's actually another good point. Um, because, you know, we started working together before I had this injury. Um, I never expected the the path of recovering from an injury to look exactly what it looks like now for me. It's doing this work with you has allowed me to move through this time with such equanimity and grace and focusing on being healthy instead of worrying about what is my body going to look like? I'm going to gain weight. Like, how am I going to get the the diet food that I need? And, you know, just being so consumed with that. Um, It actually has been, it's been a great time in my life. And that's a paradox, right? Like who, who would say that, but um, just living with this kind of peace is um, it's more than words can even capture, to be honest. it's amazing. <laughs> um, I feel like I just, I got my life back. Like, I feel like um, I searched so long for the diet that would solve my life. Um, and I finally found the key and it has nothing to do with a diet, you know? Yeah. I know. Well, I almost started to cry. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Sorry, I'm crying right now. <laughs> yeah. Um amazing. Uh what would you say to someone who's on the fence about working with me? Well, first of all, don't be on the fence. Um that's dangerous. No one should be on the fence. <laughs> um I would say that, you know, if you were like me and sort of at your last resort and just so exhausted and almost willing to just throw in the towel that, you know, this is the best decision you could ever make. And it's the best investment you can ever make. If you really want to change your life and start living your life, this is a hundred percent necessary. There's 
there's no, I would have paid way more even. I mean, it's, it's, it's changed my life. You've changed my life. Seriously. You know, I was crying the other day. (laughs) If you want your life back, I would say definitely move forward. It's, you'll never regret it. And I don't, I don't say stuff like that. I'm not really, you know, a big, uh, uh, lip service kind of person, you know, uh, it's worth it. It means a lot. Thank you. Yeah. Um, is there anything else that you want to add? Um, I did, um, I did, what is it? I wrote down a quote the other day and I think it's, uh, it's good for here. Um, uh, you realize that all along there was something tremendous within you. And you did not know it. And I think that's, that's what I'm discovering, you know, the joy of being alive and, and not being burdened with such heavy emotions, you know? Yeah. Amazing. Thank you, Vani. You're welcome. Thank you. I thank you. (laughs)